0: Father God, you said we're two or three gathered, you are there in the midst. Father, we just pray that we would be aware that you are here, that we would be consciously aware, that we would be physically and spiritually aware that you are here with us. Father, would you come? Would you have your way with us? Would you meet with us? Would you change us? Would you transform us and perform us to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ? That we may be agents of change within our communities, our sphere of influences, our families, our friendships, our relationships, that we would be saved by grace for good works, that we would be a part of the revolution and the change, the transformation, the renewal you're bringing to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So, obviously, a clown in America decided to bring the words of Jesus into disrepute. The meek shall inherit the earth, and Meek Mills has failed epically. So epically, the words of Jesus are called into question. But um, yeah, he wasn't really talking about Meek Mills anyway, but still. So Meek Mills tweeted on July 22nd, Stop comparing Drake to me too. He don't write his own raps. That's why he ain't tweet my album because we found out. Gee whiz, I'm pretty sure that's definitely true. And then he went, He ain't even write that verse on my album, and if I would have knew, I woulda took it off my album. Five dots. I didn't. I don't trick my fans. Lol. Then the same day, when he said the dream girl stuff <laughs> on Rico, I thought he was coming at me, and then Young Bull played me the verse. So Meat Mills is like making these accusations about um, Drake, and then when he heard kind of one of the Drake tracks that he posted, he called it Baby Lotion Soft. So Meat Mills has started this kind of like beef between the two of them. He's gone off on this um, attack, but then he posts something of Drake's, then he says it's Baby Lotion Soft. So like, it's a weak, weak track. But then he goes on to say, well, I'll give him that one. He wrote that one though. So because it's like, he thinks it's whack, he thinks he, he wrote that, and he continues it, it going, going, going. And so then Drake goes and does his one-two, does his return. And um, I think my favorite part is when he references about Mick Mill and um, Nicki Minaj. And he goes, is that a world tour or your girl's tour? I know that you got to be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. I thought, wow, that's just like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm nothing to do with this beef, but even I read that and, oh, I feel the burn. I feel the burn. I feel like I've had a workout. My arms are burning. There is a tingling sensation through my body. There is real muscle tearage. So, like, Drake did that. And then after that, Meek was silent for ages, but then Meek dropped his own track. And then, my favorite moment of all, Meek drops his own track and um, Drake does his response which is this beautiful picture on Instagram of him cracking up after staring at his phone. And um, that pretty much was all he needed because Meek Mills' track was so weak, it called into question the words of Jesus. Now, Jesus in Matthew 5 is talking about the meek, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And when he makes that statement, he's not making a new statement. He's rehashing uh, an old passage, an old statement, an old quote. And so today we're going to be looking at the original um, chapter the original context, the original song. So since these guys are releasing all these different tracks, um, it could be quite easily forgotten that when Jesus quotes that, he's actually quoting um, a track, a mixtape, a psalm. So in Psalm 37, David writes this, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil, for the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more, though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows and bring down the poor and the needy to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has and the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back. The righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land. But those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and am now old, yet I have not seen The righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. Become, not necessarily are. Turn away from evil and do good. So you shall dwell forever for the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree. But he passed away, and behold, he was no more. I sought him. He could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright. For there is a future for the man of peace. But the transgressors shall altogether be destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. So there are some key reoccurring kind of themes throughout this passage. It talks a lot about the weak and it, it just holds this dividing line, the, the wicked, and it talks about the righteous. It talks about some characteristics of the righteous. It talks about some characteristics that they have, some habits that they have some attributes that they have some qualities that they have their focus is generally to do good their focus is generally to abstain from what's wrong they wait on the lord they wait on him so they're not quick necessarily to rush into something and the wicked are and they get ahead and they get abundance and the writer of this this song psalm this song is saying don't watch that You may see someone sprint ahead. You may see that ahead of you. And he says not to watch that, not to take that to heart, because he says that will lead you to a place that is bad. You'll end up in the same place that they're in. He says, listen, that will fade away. So in the course of our lifetimes, this book has like this eternal perspective, this longevity. We tend to think very, very short term. And sometimes we can be a bit like Meek Mill. We can drop something. And someone like Drake doesn't tweet it and we can look at Drake's project with this envious slant and he comes out guns blazing at the start because he's saying well you don't even write your own lyrics look how you didn't tweet me it's like this hurt child acting in this immature behavior shooting at him because of an envy of how Drake is successful and he wants the world to know that Drake doesn't write his own lyrics so you should you should look at me, I'm I'm more than him. And this really petulant way of living, which is so contradictory in nature to the very guy's name. Because that's not how the meek behave. And it's no surprise to me that meek hasn't inherited the land. So when it talks here about the meek shall inherit the land, and Jesus says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So in the time this psalm is written, this is all about David. But there's a city that this kind of evolves around. And this city starts with an idea right from the very beginning. So you have the Tower of Babel, everyone coming together to collaborate for their own glory. The very next passage we read about, God's talking to Abraham and he's saying it's not about that. Abraham, go find. Search out of place. I'm promising you this land, this place, this idea. And Abraham goes searching for a city whose maker is God. And so when it comes to the Jewish people, the rabbis, um, in the words of Albert Edesheim, have curious conceit about the origin of the name Jerusalem, which is commonly taken to mean the foundation, the abode, or the inheritance of peace. They make a compound of Jireh, and shalom, and say that Abraham called Jerusalem Jehovah Jireh. He called it the Lord kind of provides. This this is his. This is he, this is his provision. This is this is for us. While Shem named it Shalem, shalom. But God combined the two Jireh Shalem, Jerusalem. The inheritance of peace. The provision of peace. So this place in this city that Abraham sets out for, which later they call Jerusalem, the inheritance of peace, they go to found a city to receive peace. The ultimate quest isn't the glory of a city, isn't the glory of an empire. The ultimate quest from the essential root. Abraham's talking about, I want God to provide a place. Shem looks at it and goes, man oh, it's all about his peace. And then God combines the two and it's like the inheritance, the provision of God's peace. This place is the provision and the inheritance of God's peace. And so in David's time, they've got this place and they're living in it, but they're still working these things out because although this city has been built and they're living in this city and Jerusalem in Jesus' time and in other times before it was just, I mean, it was just something to behold. Like in all of Rome, you in the Roman Empire, you wouldn't have seen something as beautiful or in Asia, you had this, two mountaintops a cry and you had um zion and you had this wall around it and then you had literally a city of palaces among trees so as you would head up towards it you would see this fortress wall but above it you would already see the palaces you see the temple you see everything just glistening in the trees and then the gold and so in the sunlight of this beauty you'd see this city just on a mountain just glistening It was a beautiful thing to behold, and they were pursuing ultimately peace. But David, even in this city, which has this temple, which has this beautiful palaces, which later becomes even more elaborate by the time of Jesus, far more elaborate than it was at this time but in amongst this you think that the wealth you think these things that it would bring peace but it doesn't bring peace because David is still dividing the whole of this town this city this nation this people between two camps and he's saying you've got the wicked and you've got these guys that are progressing and that are pushing ahead and that have so much and these people that will trample over anyone to get what it is they want to get. And he goes, and then you will see this second category of people that won't rush to receive their own reward, their own advantage, but they will pursue being meek. And what David says is he sees a picture that he artistically expresses in this song, which Jesus then quotes on the side of this hillside as he teaches the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the land. Inherit the earth, Jesus says, as it's quoted in our Bible. But in this passage, it says, Blessed are the meek who who shall inherit the land. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. Inherit the land, inherit the land, inherit the land. What is it talking about? It's talking about this long-term utopian dream. So the inheritance is this place that's wrapped up in this name Jerusalem. Not as in necessarily just this geographical location of a city, but an ideal, a dream. A vision for a community whose inheritance is peace. And so when we see, like in Revelation, and it talks about a new Jerusalem, it's talking about a new inheritance of peace. It's talking about a new community that lives differently, that no longer seeks to trample ahead of another to get ahead in the game, but looks around and sees themselves in others that sees the value in another person not based upon their position their wealth or their influence or what they know or who they know but sees their value in the fact that they are and that they exist and that they're real and that within this which is what Jesus talks about when he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand he's speaking about a new kingdom he's speaking about a new place and he says that he gives peace and he says but not as this world gives it he's pointing again towards this, this idea of Jerusalem, this idea of the new Jerusalem. He's talking about this concept which the people had always longed for but just were found wanting as they looked around the city just like David does with this psalm. He's looking around and he sees the wicked getting ahead. And he's like, how does that guy get ahead? How does that guy get ahead? Oh, he doesn't even rise his own bars. How is that just? But don't watch that. Don't get consumed by that or you're going to become like him. That's what David's saying in this song. So David has written a song, Psalm 37, that is like the gospel according to Meek Mills. It could have prevented Meek from absolute disaster. His glory has faded away like the herbs in the field, like the grass, it's withered, it's died. And he's withered and died for all of Twitter to see. It's trended across so many different countries because this guy looked at what someone else had and sought after that which wasn't his, because he wasn't pursuing what matters. He wasn't pursuing that which is the inheritance of peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Jesus comes to give us peace, and not as the world gives it. He calls us to wait on the Lord, not to actively go onto Twitter, onto social media, and slay this person to try and get ourselves up there. This Jesus, this kingdom, isn't into battle rap. It isn't into bringing someone down to bring you up. It's into tweeting, man, dang, Drake's album was hot. Man, I hope I produce an album that good. Man, I'd love to be that talented. Man, I'd love to kill it like he's killing it. So proud of you, Drake. Thanks for representing. You kept it 100. That's the kingdom. That's the inheritance of peace. And when Jesus says it's at hand, it's because it's right there. But we have a choice between what we're gonna do, whether we're gonna enter into the wicked or we're gonna enter into the inheritance of peace. It says in this passage as well, the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. We have to take refuge in God. And when we take refuge in God, we are waiting on God and we are meek. We are meek. We are seeing that the only way we will ever get ahead of where we are isn't by pursuing savagery and, and, and butchering others or seeking my own well-being but we get ahead not because we seek to pursue over people but we do well and are blessed when we seek to wait on the Lord wait on his kingdom wait on the inheritance of peace that he freely gives to us not as the world gives it but he gives and then we find favor and then we find in our lane that we are able to flourish so Meek Mills went about it all the wrong way, but it's so easy to go about it the wrong way. It doesn't matter whether you're a battle rapper or you're a businessman. You can always see someone in your lane that's doing better than you. You can see someone in any sphere. It doesn't even matter whether you're doing, I hate it, everyone says secular and, and, and sacred, secular, spiritual, but it doesn't matter what you're in. You can be in church and I can be looking at the next guy like, man, he's got that budget, man, he's got that many people, man, he's got this. And I can look at those things and then I can, I can a meek meals instead of being the meek that inherit the earth because I want to I've got my eye on that I haven't got my eye on God I haven't got my eye on the inheritance of peace on Jerusalem what he has for us it's so easy for us to get distracted and so ultimately if we want to do well in life it all comes down to one of the things that I've said a few times recently and I'll say again is that so often we fail to celebrate others if someone can't celebrate you, it doesn't matter what achievement it is, it doesn't matter how small it is or how big it is, if they can't celebrate you, they're not your friend. They're not your friend. If they can't celebrate you, they're not your friend. And the question you have to always ask of yourself is, if you can't celebrate them, you're not a good friend either. And you know what, there have been times when I've really not wanted to celebrate others because of my own hurt, seeing them, meat meals, meat meals, and I've wanted to lay into them. But my challenge every time I'm in that place is like, ah, I don't want to be meat meals. I want to inherit the earth, I want to inherit the peace, I want to inherit Jerusalem, that's, that's mine, that's what I want, and then I'm like, bam, you killed it, well done, man. We have to be people that celebrate others, and if people don't celebrate us, we have to be willing to acknowledge, and then when someone doesn't celebrate you, you can look at them, and you know where to place them, frenemy. You don't treat them badly, and you still love them, but you know what they are, and until they change, you know they stay in the frenemy category. So important that we become people who celebrate others, but ultimately who pursue the inheritance of peace. I'm just going to pray for us. Uh, Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you that the meek shall inherit the earth, they shall inherit Jerusalem, they shall inherit the provision, the inheritance of peace. May we be people who inherit, inherit the peace that you give. May we be focused on you, Lord, and all that you have for us. May we know your blessings and your peace. May you save us as we take refuge and wait upon you, trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen.